Thank you. Good morning. Let's uh, let's begin a frailech and purim to everyone. So today's daf is Lamed Aleph. Lamed Aleph. You know what a zuchus it is to learn the daf Yom Yom Purim, because the Gemara says that when the pasuk in the Megillah says Kimu v'Kiblu Ayehudim, that the Jews literally Kimu they upheld the Kiblu and they accepted upon themselves. So the Gemara says that the salvation of Purim led to almost like a second Kabbalah Satora, and specifically a strengthening, strengthening in the acceptance and observance of Torah Shabbat Peh. So what an amazing idea that the way we start off Purim Day is by learning a little bit of Torah Shabbat Peh. But we'll speak more about Purim later. So the Gemara says Gufa, first line on Lamed Aleph 31a. Gufa, Amar of Rav Chista said, Moder. So I remember again, the topic that we're in the middle of over here is the topic of, we'll call it, um, simultaneous liability. And this idea, ultimately, again, of becoming liable, becoming liable for two acts, or I should say, for two punishments generated by the same act. And whether or not everyone agrees that if there's simultaneous liability, then we say kimle bidiravamine, but if the liabilities are generated in, in a non-simultaneous fashion, then lamais would be chayef twice. It says, So Rabbi Nechunya ben Akana agrees that if you steal the chaylev, the forbidden fat of your friend, and you eat it, and you eat it, meaning not the forbidden, the forbidden in fact, it belongs to your friend, and you eat it, shu chayiv, that you are chayiv. Why? Shekvarnes chayiv be'gneva kodem shiavolidei israchil. Because we'll say, remember again, there is that is not an act of simultaneous liability because the two the two liabilities actually are generated at different times. I become chayiv for gneva when at the moment that I take possession of the item, but I don't become chayiv for the chaylev until I actually go ahead and swallow the chaylev. So that would be a case where again I would be chayiv for both the theft, as well as the chil of consumption. So the Gemara says, So could it be that Rabbi Nechonia ben Akana argues on Rabbi Avin? What did Rabbi Avin say? This is a very interesting case. We had this in Mesech and Shabbos. Someone shoots an arrow from, bless you, from the beginning, bless you, from the beginning of Dalit Amos until the end of Dalit Amos, listen to this, I shoot an arrow, so my range isn't all that far, I'm a beginner, right, so it goes, it goes Dalit Amos, but in the course of that Dalit Amos, Vikara Shiroin Bahali and I go ahead and I tear silk, I tear silk in the course of the trajectory of that arrow, so, both say, so remember again, I've done two things over here. I've moved an item for Amos in which is an act of, which is an act of Hotzar, an act, act of carrying, an act of carrying, and I've also gone ahead and destroyed someone's property. So what's the halacha? So Rabbi Avin says, Potter. Then I both say, again, Rabbi Avin says, Potter, Sha'akira Tzorech Hanachahi. Because again, I both say, listen to this. So at first glance, before that last statement, I would have, we would have assumed, based on everything we've learned, that Lemaisa, a person would be Potter for such an act. That a person would be part of for such an act. Why would a person be part of for such an act? Be- excuse me, that a person would be chayev, I'm sorry. Because there are two different liabilities here. There's the act of Chil Shabbos, and we would have assumed that when does Chil Shabbos actually occur? When does Chil Shabbos occur? Only when the arrow comes to rest after Dalaramis. That's when Chil Shabbos occurs. But Lemaisa, again, the destruction of my friend's silk occurs when? 
literally as the arrow is flying through. So I would have thought that therefore I would be chayef twice. But yet Rabbi Avin says, no, I'm only chayef for the violation of Shabbos, i.e. skila, and I'm exempt for the financial damage perpetrated upon my friend. So the Gemara, why? Because he says, Sha'akira, because Akira, the uprooting of the object, literally is is a part and parcel of the item coming to rest. Now, what does that mean? Take a look at Rashi. Even though financial liability, even though financial liability, oh, even though financial liability comes before the item actually comes to rest, and therefore we are thought I'm reading Rashi. This is very interesting. So remember, the two bookends of an act of hotzah on Shabbos are Akira, an uprooting an object from a state of rest, and Hanacha, the object coming to rest. So one would have thought that those are two different things. They're not. They're considered to be one simultaneous action. Because since, again, Lemaisa, an item can't come to rest without an Akira, and ultimately, again, every Akira is going to result in a Hanacha, therefore, it's considered to create one continuum. Therefore, listen to what Rabbi Avin says. Therefore, Rabbi Avin says, when you pick up the arrow, you shoot it. It goes through the silk and it comes to rest. That is considered to be a simultaneous act, all one action. So therefore, again, the tearing of the silk is considered to be occurring in the mid, in the midst, or, or I should say, during the akira, which by definition is part of the hanacha. So you have the kira hanacha, which are two parts, but are really one sandwich in the middle. Again, over there, the tearing of the silk. You have you have simultaneous liability, and therefore will be high. And therefore, excuse me, will be remember simultaneous liability. Then triggers kimlei b'derabamine, which means you will only be high for Shabbos. You will not be high for the silk. So the. No, but that's the whole chap. The whole chap is that Akira is Sarah Hanacha. Therefore, to a certain degree, as soon as you do the Akira, right, it's almost as if halachically the Hanacha has been done. Obviously, you can't say the Hanacha has been done until the Hanacha has actually been done, but because they are two parts of the virtually the same act, therefore there's simultaneity. Even though you are technically correct, the liability doesn't come until later on. So the Gemara goes right there. Why don't I say over here also, Why don't I say same thing? If I steal my friend's chalev, so I can't eat without Hagba. Right, I can't eat without lifting it up. So the act of lifting it up is the beginning of Achila. So I should say there's simultaneous liability there also. Because that one act of lifting it up represents Gneva, represents theft, and also goes ahead and represents and also represents the beginning of Achila. To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. The Gemara says, No, no, it's not a good comparison. On Shabbos, on Shabbos an item could only come to rest if what? If what? If it was, if there was an akira first, meaning I will say again that when the item is traveling, the only way it comes to rest is if there was first an akira. There's no such thing as a hanacha without an akira. On the other hand, hacha after la akira below hagba. But I will say in the chilev case, you can have consumption without lifting up the object. How? Because what could you always do? 
you could always bend down and go. I gave you that. That was a that was a important bonus. My illustration of this. I, I, you could go ahead. You could bend over and you could go ahead and grab the food like that without actually ever having to do agba. Therefore, again, you can't claim that the act of hagba is is by definition the beginning of achila, since achila by definition could occur without hagba, as opposed to hanacha, which cannot occur without what which cannot occur without Akira. The Inami, excuse me, Inami, Hassam, furthermore, there's another distinction. Hassam, Iboy Lahadura, Lo Matsi Mahadula. Furthermore, I will say in the case of the arrow, the reason why we say Akira Sarah Hanacha, because once you let go of that arrow, what can't you do? What can't you do? You can't pull it back. Hacha, and therefore, again, I both said, that's why I could say that Akira is Tchilas Hanacha, because once I release that arrow, which essentially is my Akira, once I do that, then by definition, again, I have triggered an irreversible process. So it makes sense to link, link those two bookends as one. However, again, Hacha, Matzima Hadala. But I both said, when I pick up the Chalev, so it's not like there's some, there's some, irreversible process that's been initiated. That means I have to eat the chilev. If I choose to put down the chilev, I could choose to put down the chilev. Therefore, again, you don't have that same, same, same simultaneity. So the Gemara says, So now we just had two explanations as to why the case in Shabbos is different than the chilev. Remember again, the chilev case is Rabbi Nechunye ben Akana, and Rabbi Nechunye ben Akana said that even in the chilev case, you will go ahead and you'll be chayv twice. You're chayv once for the act of theft and once for chayv consumption because there is no simultaneity because the act of theft is accomplished when I pick up the item, but the prohibition on chayv is not transgressed until when? Until I swallow the chayv. Until I swallow the chayv. As opposed to the case on Shabbos when I release the arrow and it travels Dalaramas and the midst of those Dalaramas it cuts through my friend's silk, I will only be chayev for Chilul Shabbos, not for the tearing of the silk, because there is simultaneous liability. So the Gemara now posed, the Gemara now said, So the Gemara said, there, the Gemara just phrased two different distinctions between the Chilev case and the Shabbos case. In the Chilev case, the first distinction was, the first distinction was that um, in the Chilev case, you can't have the Hanacha without the Akira, right? But again, in the Achila case, in the Chilev case, you could have Achila without Akira by just bending over to eat it. And number two, and number two, in the Arrow case, once you've initiated that process, you cannot take it back, as opposed to the Chilev case in which you can. So the Gemara, and I will say, now both of those Lashonas are just illustrating the same dis- a distinction between Chilev and Shabbos. But the Gemara is intrigued, my Ika bein Hailishna lahainishla. Is there some fundamental distinction between this Lashon and that Lashon? To which the Gemara says, Ika Beinaihu, the Gemara says, I'll tell you a distinction. Hama'avir sakin birshusarabim, the karashiro and bahalichasa. Well, so listen to this. Let's say instead of going ahead and, and shooting an arrow, I'm carrying a knife. I'm carrying a knife. And I'm going ahead, I'm holding the knife like this, and I'm walking Dalit Amis in Rishus Harabim. So what's the halacha? Lahach lishna. So what's Now the shail is like this. I'm walking Dalit Amis, and as I'm walking Dalit Amis, what do I do? I cut right through my friend's silk. I cut right through my friend's silk. So the shail now is what? Am I chayiv? So the master, well, it depends. Lahach lishna da amrit i akira. So according to the first lashon that said that the, the novelty of the Shabbos case is that once the Akira was initiated, it becomes one simultaneous process with the Hanacha. And Rabosai, the Chap over here is, therefore, because Akira and Hanacha are, are one, therefore, anything that occurs between Akira and Hanacha 
is one with the Akira and the Hanacha. See, if you say that once an item, once he picked up the item, therefore by definition, the Hanacha is as if it's about to occur or as if it has occurred because there is no there is no akira without hanacha, or there is no hanacha without akira. So hachanami afshal hanacha below akira. Suppose I would make that same argument in this case over here that once he goes ahead and starts walking with the knife, that's an akira. Then by definition, again, we know the next step is going to go ahead and be hanacha. Therefore, again, it's as if those two acts are occurring together. Bless you. And therefore, anything that happens in the middle. All right, enough, enough, enough. That's it. Right? Therefore, again, anything, anything that comes up. In the middle, by definition, is considered to occur simultaneously with the act of Chil Shabbos, and therefore I'll be chayif. However, but according to the second lashon that said that the novelty by the Shabbos case is that once you release the arrow, you cannot get it back, as opposed to the Chilav case, then this case does not resemble that. Why? Because in that respect, this case resembles more the Chilav case. So in this case, when I'm carrying the knife, if I want to go ahead and stop this process from occurring, I absolutely have the ability to do so. Fine. So the Gemara goes weiter. I want to just be clear. The, the actually, what's, what's interesting to note is, if you notice, we haven't really had any machlokes over here. Because what everyone's agreeing on is the following idea. There is a concept of kimle bidurabimine that everyone's agreeing to. Everyone's agreeing to. Therefore, again, if you do an act, and that act generates two liabilities, one death and one financial, you're only subject to death. But you're, but you're not subject to the financial penalty. The truth is, the, the one machlokis we have, one machlokis we have, actually, uh, one second. However, again, everyone also agrees that that is only true if what? If the two liabilities are generated simultaneously. Everyone will agree that if they're not generated simultaneously, that's why the chilev case is a good case. I, I steal my friend's chilev and eat it because the act of theft and the act of consumption don't necessarily, now remember, you can structure a case where they occur at the same time, but they don't have to occur at the same time. Therefore, I'll be chayev twice. The only case, by the way, so far we've seen in Machlokis is where, is to whether or not kimle bidirabamine only applies to misa bide adam, or does it also apply to kares, and Misa Bidei Shamayim. But other than that, the nice part of this sugya is pretty much we're on the same page. So it says the Gemara Gufa. Am Rabbi Avin, Rabbi Avin said, Azari chaitz mitchilas arbalasof arba. If someone threw an arrow, this is just quoting the case we had earlier. If someone throws an arrow from the beginning of Dalar Amas to the end of Dalar Amas, meaning one goes ahead and literally throws, shoots an arrow, Dalar Amas, Vikara Shirain. Vikara Shirain. And he went ahead and he went ahead and he tore silk in the midst of the process. Potter. And he went ahead and he tore silk in the midst of the trajectory of the arrow. So he's potter. Sha'akira Sorachanachi. So we'll say this is just restating what we said before. Why? Because since Akira, by definition, is the prerequisite of Hanacha, therefore, once the Akira has been initiated, it's as uh, it's as if the Hanacha has begun as well. And therefore, the Maisa, anything that occurs between Akira and Hanacha is considered to occur at the same time as Akira v'hanacha. Therefore, I will be exempt for the tearing of my friend's silk because instead I'll be chayef v'chil Shabbos. So massive Rav Bibi Barabaye. So Rav Bibi Barabaye asked the kasha, Hagonev kis b'shabbos. Chayef. If one goes ahead and steals, I steal my friend's wallet on Shabbos, 
I am Chayiv. Rashi says, and I will say, now what's the case over here? Look at Rashi. Hagonif kiss b'shabis. Higbiel b'rishos habaylim. I lifted up the wallet in my friend's rishos. Vautziel the rishos harabim. And I went and I took it out of rishos harabim. So I'm Chayiv b'tashlumin. Afapish and erad. So I will say, I, in this case, I will be Chayiv to repay my friend, even though what? I will also be Chayiv to a death penalty for violating Shabbos, for transferring an item from a private domain to a public domain. Why? What's the logic? Because we'll say this is the same thing as the Chayiv case. Because I am, I am liable for Geneva, I'm liable for Geneva for theft, even before I violated Shabbos, because Rabbi Yosef says Rashi, when at when do I when do I violate Gneva? Shari Kvarnes Chai Kvarnes Lishalim Dagba Kone Bechol Makom the Kamla Bishusi Aflis Chai Bonsim. Because Rabbi Yosef, remember, if I'm a thief and I go into my friend's house to steal his wallet, at what point in time do I do I acquire quote unquote acquire his wallet? When I pick it up, now I will say you should know this. Actually, when we get to the bubbles, we'll discuss this because this is an actually and is an interestingly contested idea as to whether or not you actually a thief actually acquires an item in the rishus of the owner of the item. But for now, the Gemara is making the assumption that if I'm a thief, I go into my friend's house and I steal his wallet. As soon as I do hagbah, I lift up that wallet. I have acquired that wallet as a thief. As a thief, which I will say, by the way, which means, which means that Rashi also just pointed this out, that I'm chayif for onsen, which means that technically speaking, let's say again, there's a flash flood then that destroys everything in the house, including the contents of the wallet. So I can't say, well, you know, technically I never took it off your property. You know, it's kind of, it's your wallet, it's your loss. No, no, no. Once I pick it up, I am the thief, and therefore I am responsible. So also I'm chayiv twice in this case. Why? Because like we said before, because the chayiv geneva comes about at the time that I lift it up. But yet, chil shabbos only occurs when? Only occurs when? When I go from Rosh to Rosh two different times. No simultaneity. Therefore, I'm chayiv twice. However, on the other hand, this is an interesting case. Let's say I wasn't carrying the wallet. Instead, instead, I never lifted it up. Instead, I just go ahead and I drag it. So let's say he's got a, he's got a, um, um, a fanny pack. They're coming back, right? So, so, so I go ahead. So I go ahead. He's got a fanny pack filled with, uh, filled with uh, bills. So I don't. Nobody wants to wear one of those, even a thief, right? So what happens? So I'm, ca- I'm carrying it. I'm carrying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize to the fanny pack wearers among us. So, so what happens? I drag it out. Now, boss, and here's the interesting case. If I'm dragging it, then there is simultaneous liability. Why? Because remember, if I'm not doing hagbah, if I haven't lifted up the object. Then there's Mashiach, right? Mashiach. But Mashiach only works when what? When you're transferring the item into a different Rishos. So therefore, again, I only acquire the object for Geneva purposes once it crosses into the Rishos Arabim. But that's also the same time that what? That what? That I become Chaya for Shabbos. So there, there is simultaneous liability. So Chaya Megara Viyotze, Megara Viyotze, Potter. In that case, I am exempt from financial, from, from compensating, from compensating the owner. Why? Shari Isra Shabbos, Vesar Geneva, Boyin Ka'echad. Because we'll say in that case, there is simultaneous liability. Because remember, again, the act of dragging Rabosai is, I only, I'm acquiring it by Mishicha. You could acquire an item by Mishicha by pulling it towards you. But we're going to see now that Mishicha only works when you pull it into a different Rishos. Therefore, in this case, there is simultaneous liability. Geneva and Chalos Shabbos occur at the same moment that the wallet crosses over the threshold of the house, which is Yachid into and therefore I am putter for the money because I'm chay for a death penalty. But why is that? 
Right, so we'll say, well, why don't I say the following? Why don't we say over here that Hagba is Sarah Now we'll say, now Rashi's going back, look at Rashi's Va'amai. Ki Igbir B'Shus Abaylim, Kno, Amai Chayiv, Neymar Mishas Hagba, Aschola, excuse me, Aschola Lahotza. Now we'll say, going back to the first case. The first case where I lifted up the wallet. So if we say, if we say that Akira Tzorah Hanacha, so that means every single time I do an Akira, that in essence links me and is the beginning of the Hanacha. It's one simultaneous act. Well, if that's the case, then even in the situation where I lift up the wallet, we'll call him in Ruben's house, really, I should say, that the act of Chil Shabbos and the act of Geneva do in fact what? Occur simultaneously. And therefore, I should be exempt for financial compensation. To which the Gemara says, no, 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 hacha, mayaskinon. What's the case over here? Sheik biu amenas lahatsnio, venimlach alav vahotsio. We'll say this is very interesting. What's the case? The case over here is where I lifted it up, I lifted it up originally with the thought that I was going to hide it. Meaning, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just an amateur thief. But I figured, you know what, I can't get this out of the house now. Let me hide it somewhere. Ruben's not going to find it. And I'll come back another time to go ahead and claim it. So the, when, I, when I did the Akira, the Akira was not done with the intent to go ahead and transfer the item into Rosh Hashanah. Rather, it was done to keep the item in Rosh Hashanah. Therefore, again, that's not an Akira, that's L'Tzorach Hanacha in Rosh Hashanah. And then what happened? I changed my mind. Now, here's the interesting part. Now, when I changed my mind, what, ha- what happens? So here, interestingly enough, this is a case of an act of Hotzah that does not have a real Akira. Right, because again, remember the akira that I did was for the purpose of keeping the item within Rishos Hayachid itself. Once I'm holding the object, I change my mind and I decide that I want to take it somewhere else. But Lamai said there's been no akira for the sake of a hanocha in Rishos Harabim, and therefore again, what the Gemara is suggesting, that's why there will no be there will be no simultaneous liability. But one second, are you chayiv at all in such a situation? Meaning, I will say what the Gemara is asking over here is forget about simultaneous liability. Would you even be high for Otsah in a case like this, where Akira was done with one intention, but Anacha was done with another intention? After all, we learned, V'ha'amrav Simon, if one is rearranging his furniture on Shabbos, and he, then he makes a decision to take them out until Shabbim, and I take it out, so I, I'm moving my vase from one, uh, from one table to the next table, and I say, you know, I don't even want it. And I take it out with the intention to put it by the curb. Granted, I, I, cool. well, that's, that's, that's not a good case, that's an innocuous case. I decide that I didn't want to be Mechal Shabbos, so I go ahead and I go ahead and I take the the vase out to Rosh Sarabim. What's that lacha? Potter. A potter, why? Because what's remember, in order to go ahead and violate Hotzah and Shabbos, you need an Akira and Hanukkah for the same purpose. If the Akira was done for a particular purpose, and then once I'm holding the object, I change my mind, and then I go out to Rosh Sarabim, I don't have an Akira. So in that case, again, says the Gemara, you'd be potter for Shabbos altogether. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, "Lo teima amenas latsnio, ella ima amenas lahotzio." No, no, no. Scratch that. Rather, again, the the thief in this case, when he picked up the object, when he picked up the object, his intention was to take it out to Rosh Hashanah. Aye, but one second. So now we're back to square one. If his intention was to take it out to Rosh Hashanah, and if we said before that what Akira Tzorech Hanacha, that when you do Akira in an object, so there, that that makes like the beginning of the Hanacha, and anything that happens in between the Ma'is again is considered to happen simultaneously with Chul Shabbos. If that's the case, then what? That I should be exempt 
for compensating Ruvain for the theft because the theft and the Chol Shabbos in, in, in reality occurred at the same time. Rather, Yimar Sahacham Ayaskinon. Sorry. Uh, what's the case here? Kisha Ahmad. So we'll say this is very interesting. So what's the case over here? The case over here is where I picked up the object. I picked up the object with the intention to go ahead and steal it and even with the intention to take it out to Shusarabim. But then I stood still. I stood still. So the Gemara says, look at Rashi. Once you stand, once you stop moving, that's tantamount to what? That's tantamount to Hanukkah. That's Tanakha. So once you pick an object up, you walk and then you stop. By definition, that first Akira has come to an end. So we'll say, watch this. Now watch the chafah. This is great. I mean, it's great for us, not good for this guy. But 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 here look listen to this chap. So what happened? So I pick up the wallet, I pick up the wallet, so I've done an Akira. Now we'll say in that moment, what happens? In that moment, what happened? I'm chay for Gneva. So I walk and then I stop. And I both say, now, then once I stop, and once I stop, fine. Once I then start moving again, that's another Akira. And that Akira will ultimately result in what? In the Hanukha, in the Shrabim. So what do you see over here? It's two separate acts. The first Akira was an Akira for Geneva, for Akira for Geneva. Now, both say, now that might not have been his intention at first, but ex post facto, that's what happened. The fact that he stopped walking afterwards, and then went ahead and made a Hanukha. Therefore, again, he had an Akira and Hanukha. You don't need a Hanukha, but he had an Akira for the sake of theft. And then there was a second Akira with a Hanukha and Rosh Sarabim that allowed him to violate Shabbos. The Gemara says, well, one second. Why, is he, why did he stop? So I'll say, if he stopped, if he stopped to go ahead and just adjust the load, right, to just adjust whatever he's carrying, then that's orche, that's normal, and that's not called the hanacha. That's not called hanacha. That is stopping to adjust whatever it is that you're carrying is still considered to be like you're moving. However, rather it must be what? He's stopping to rest. Stopping to rest for a few moments. And therefore, when you stop to rest, that's considered to be a hanacha. And therefore, the ma'isa, again, you have theft, therefore, that has its own akira. And the chil shabbos, which will then have its own akira, aval mai. But if you stop just to adjust your load, then what will be the halacha? To which the Gemara says, potter. In such a case like that, you would be potter. So if that's the case, says the Gemara, that you can now make a distinction. Between two cases of stopping, that if you go ahead and you lift up the wallet to steal it, and then you stop to just adjust the wallet, so then you will not be, and then you go out into the shrams, what will be the halacha of Osai? What will be the halacha? The halacha will be that you'll be putter for the wallet. Why? Because there was one Akira, one Hanacha, there's simultaneous liability, because the moment you picked up the wallet for Geneva is the moment that the Akira of Shabbos and Akira Tzorah Hanacha, simultaneity, there will be putter. But if you stop to go ahead and just take a breather, Right? Theft can be hard work. You take a breather. So then again, Lemaisa, then you had one Akira for the sake of theft. Then there was a Hanukkah. Then there was a second Akira for Shabbos. No simultaneous liability. You'll be Chayef twice. If that's the case, says the Gemara, Adetani Hayayotse, Megar Viyotse, Megar Viyotse, Potter, Niflog Vinisne, Bedide. So also now the Gemara says, Why did the Brysa have to have, why did the Brysa set up the Ration Sefer as it did? Remember again, there are two cases in the Brysa. Case number one in the Brysa is where he picks up the object. Case number two in the Bryce is where he drags the object. Why don't you forget about that? Why don't you just make two cases in the Bryce where what? Where what? In both cases, he's carrying the object and make the following distinction. But Medram Amurim, when is this true? But Omei Lafush. 
Meaning, when is it true that there's simultaneous liability and you'll be exempt for the theft? But chayef for Shabbos, when you stand still in order to rest, because that's not called the hanocha, avala kasef potter. But if you go ahead and you stop in order to go ahead, I'm sorry, excuse me, I said the wrong thing. When is it true that lamaisa again, you will not be chayef twice, right? You, excuse me. Say it again. When is it true that you will be chayiv twice for the act of theft and the act of Shabbos? That's if you stand still in order to go ahead and rest, because then that first akira, which was the lifting up of the wallet, came to an end, and a second akira occurs afterwards. safe But if you're just stopping in order to to adjust your load, then that's still called movement. There's been no hanacha, and therefore you'll be potter because there will be simultaneous liability. Elahamani, so therefore the Surah said the Gemara is asking, why not just simplify the price? So Elahamani, whose opinion does this reflect? Ben Azahi. The Amr Mahalech Kaome Dami. So both sides, so whose opinion does this reflect? And this is very interesting. The case the Gemara says it's like Ben Azai, who says that walking is like standing. So, so what does that mean? Look at Rashi over here. Mahalik, only Jews could say things like this, right? That walking is like saying, look at Rashi. Mahalik komi dami. This is actually very interesting. The akiras kol pesia, havi akira, the hanachas haregel, hi hanacha, hilchach kanye mishas hagba, the hi of misa bepsia basraisa kaasile. So, both say, Rabbi. Ben Azai says that essentially every single time you step, that's an akira, and every single time your foot comes to rest, that's a hanacha. Now, how according to Ben Azai, you could ever have, let's say, a violation of Dalai Ramas and Rosh Hashanah is an interesting discussion, not for today. But the idea says Ben Azai is Ben Azai is of the opinion that Lamai say anytime you're omate, anytime you stop, there's always an akira and a hanacha. Therefore, according to Ben Azai, you will be chayv twice in this case. Why? Because Lamai again, when you lift it up, when you lift it up, the wallet, so that was hakba on the wallet, then you had an akira hanacha for the wallet. And the truth is, you only violate Shabbos when the last step you take in the Rosh Hashanah is the Akira, and the first step you, and the first time you put your foot down, in Rosh Hashanah, that's the Hanukkah. So Ben Azai would say that in that kind of case of Omeid, Lemaise, you would always be Chayef twice, to which the Gemara Savazorik Mai, but according to Ben Azai, if you were to go out and throw the object, then what would be the Halacha? Rashi says, Higbio Vizarko, there would be the Halacha, the Gemara says, uh, Potter, in that case again, then you would be Potter, Rashi says, Potter mitashlumen da'asi lechi of Shabbos, aidechi of Hagba, the su leka akira akrisi, because they all say, then in that moment, again, everything is occurring simultaneously. In the time when you throw it, if I were to go out and take the object, steal the object, take the wallet, and then throw it out to Rosh Hashanah, then technically speaking, everything is occurring at the same time, and they're there, because the, there's one Akira. There's an Akira for Shabbos purposes, there's an Akira for Geneva, Ahagba for Geneva purposes, everything there is being accomplished at once, so to speak, Akira Tzorach HaNacha, and therefore I would only be Chayef for, for the violation of Shabbos. So if that's the case, Niflog V'Nisnei B'Dideh. So again, why not simplify the B'Raisa? B'Medram Amurim B'Mahalech. When is it? When is this true? When is this true that you will be chayiv both liabilities for theft as well as for stealing? That's when you're actually walking the object out of the house. Aval zorik potter. But if you were to go in and throw it out of the house, then lemaisa again you would be potter again potter for tashlum, potter for repayment. But you would be chayiv for. But you would be chayiv for chilul Shabbos. To which the Gemara says, No, no, no. Megara viyotze itzrichale. No, we need the case of megara viyotze. We need the case ultimately where you are dragging the object. Why? Sakadai amina ein derechot 
And there are So I might have thought that's what? That lemaisa, that's not considered to be the normative way of taking the object out. I would have thought that Abraham supposed to say, you know what? I'm not chayv in that case at all. You know why? Because who drags, who drags a uh, fanny pack, right? Who, ja- who drags a wallet on the ground? Therefore, again, the Gemara says, Kamash Malon, no. Kamash Malon, that's not the case. Kamash Malon, that that's considered to be a normative act of Hotzah. So the Gemara says, well, one second, let's analyze this. Ubemai, when is it a normative act of Hotzah? E, Iberavrevi, if it's a large wallet, a large fanny pack, then Orchayu, then of course, if it's heavy, it would be normal to drag it. And if it's small, that's not the normative way. Ella, what is it? So if it's not big, and if it's not small, it's got to be Ella, the Mitsiai. It's medium, right? It's kind of in the middle. Not too big, not too small. So therefore, again, so therefore, I will say what? Therefore, the Maisa, again, Therefore, the Maisa, it is considered to be, it's, it's not the usual, but it's also not unnormative, non-normative. Non-normative. It's not a non-normative way of going ahead and carrying it. So the Gemara says, now let's further complicate this. Where are you taking it out to? Meaning, again, remember, the says, all the wild case, I'm stealing the wallet, I'm moving it out into another Rishos. Where am I taking it? If you're taking it out into the Rishos Arabim, if I'm dragging it out, then certainly there is a violation of Shabbos. But is there a violation of Gneva? Now, the Gemara says there's no Gneva, why Rabosai? Because the Gemara is making an assumption over here that Mashiach only works when you pull the object into your Rishos. But Mashiach does not work when what? When you pull an object into Rishos Harabim. So if it's Sarabim, then you'll have Isr Shabbos, but you won't have, but you won't have. Remember, remember Mashiach means the act of acquiring something by pulling it close to you. It only works, the Gemara says, if you pull it into your own Rishos. So the Gemara says, well, if you're pulling it into your Rishos Ayachid, Isr Geneva Ika, then what? There isn't Isr Geneva because you're pulling it into your Rishos, but... But, because also, let's say this, this assumes, let's say, I live next door to the person I'm stealing from. So if I pull it into my Rishos, then there's an Isr Geneva. However, again, Isr Shabbos Leka. But I will say there's no violation of Shabbos. Why is there no violation of Shabbos? Because going from one Rishos to another Rishos now granted that there is an Isr Derabanan in that case. But that's not going to generate the death penalty. What's the case over here? I'm bringing the object from the domain of the owner to Tzidei Rosh Hasharabim. Then I will say Tzidei Rosh means the sides of the Rosh Hasharabim. Now Rashi says over here, Tzidei Rosh Hasharabim, Samoch Lebatim, this is close to the home, Shenos Nelalam in Abatim, Avonim Umechsholim Laharchik Tchikoch HaGalos Meosun Chifufei, Velifnim Karts Rosh Hasharabim. So let's listen to this. So in, what they would do is, on the sides of the Rosh Hasharabim, they would put like these, like these barriers. They would prevent the wagons from coming close to people's personal property. Now, technically speaking, this is what, what's called Tzir Sarabim is really Rosh Hashayachid. It's really Rosh Hashayachid. But look what the Gemara says. Ukiman, Ikrabi Eli Ezra Damir Tzir Sarabim Kish Sarabim Rav Damu. They're both saying that this is Machlokis as to what the status of Tzir Sarabim actually is. Rabbi Eli Ezra holds that Tzir Sarabim have the din of Rosh Sarabim. If that's the case, then if I drag the wallet into there, I'll violate Shabbos, but again, it's, I'm not going to violate Geneva, because Mashiach only works if I pull it into Rosh Hashanah. And if it's like the rabbis who say that Rosh Hashanah is not like Rosh Hashanah, if that's the case, then there'll be it. So I will say, if it's not like Rosh Hashanah, but it's like Rosh Hashanah, then again, there will be an Isr Geneva, but Isr Shabbos Leka, but there'll be 
Bino Isr Shabbos. To which the Gemara says, the Olam Kerabi Elazer Eliezer. Really, it's reflective of Rabbi Eliezer. And Abbasi, when Rabbi Eliezer says that these sides of Rishus Rabbim, remember, these are the sides of Rishus Rabbim. When he says it like Rishus Rabbim, Hani Mili Leinin Chiyuva De Shabbos. That's in terms of Shabbos violation. That if you carry an object from your home into Tzidi Rishus Rabbim, you are Chayiv for Shabbos violation. Why? Because I both say why? Because Lemaisa very often if the if the public thoroughfare gets congested, what will happen? Pedestrian traffic will spill into Tside Rishos Harabim. Therefore, again, for Shabbos purposes, it has the status ultimately again of Rishos Harabim. Now what's interesting is even though title-wise, even though title-wise, it's really more Rishos Hayachin. But since the Rabbim use it when there is well, public thoroughfare overcrowding, therefore it's called Rishos Harabim. However, Avalainian Mikna. But for financial purposes, meaning for acquiring items, if you need to transfer an item into a public domain, excuse me, into a private domain, then this counts as a private domain as well. And therefore, I will say, therefore, again, according to Rabbi Eliezer, this case works. If I drag the wallet out, we'll call it from Ruvain's house, Ruvain's the owner, into Tzidei Rishos Arabim. So in that case, again, there can be simultaneous liability. Why? Because Lemaisa, again, the Tzidei Rishos on one hand can function like a Rishos Hayachid for Mashiach purposes, but like Rishos Harabim for Shabbos purposes. And therefore, again, there would be simultaneous <coughs> liability. I'd be chayyah for Shabbos, but exempt from repayment for the wallet. The Gemara says, my time in the ha- excuse me, my time, what's the, I'm sorry, what's the reason why it works to acquire for, for financial purposes? Because although when there is an overflow of pedestrian traffic, people use the Shusarabim, but that's not the common usage. So because it's not the common usage, therefore Lemaisa, again, it's considered to be really for financial purposes, a Rishusayachid. Ravashi and Ravashi says, Ravashi has another case. Ravashi says that the case over here is where I drag the item out. I drag the item out of Ruvain's home, but I can't, so I'm, let's say I'm dragging it with my left hand, I keep my right hand, I keep my right hand within three amas, excuse me, um, um, not three amas, excuse me, the, the three tfachim, thank you, three tfachim of the ground, and I, and I, I pull, I pull the item and it lands in my hand. So what does that do? So the Gemara says, Kidurava, Doamrava Yodo Shoadam Khashuvalo Kearba Al Arba. So we'll say in this case over here, what I'm doing is I'm transferring the item from Ruvain's home into my own private Rishos. Okay. Ravacha Masni Hachi, Ravina Masni Ravacha. Ravacha stated this discussion in the way we just had it above. Ravina Masni, Ravina Masni, the Olam Sarabim. Ravina said, no, the case over here is where I'm taking the object out from Ruvain's home into Rosh Sarabim. Aye, but that works for Shabbos violation, but it doesn't work by Mashiach. Nami Kana, and, and in Rosh Sarabim, you could also go ahead and be Kona the object. Rabbi says, you know what, what we're going to do is we're actually going to, we're going to stop over here. We're going to stop over here. Um, we're going to stop over here for today. Well, so again, I, I want to just point out, let's just say, because I want to share with you just one quick Purim thought before we go into Davin. So just to understand where we're ending off. So we're stopping over here in the midst of this discussion of trying to figure out the case of, the case of simultaneity with theft 
as well as with as Chil Shabbos. Because Rabbi said the issue we're running into over here is there seems to be two separate criteria. Because now that we've established this as a case of Mashiach, Mashiach only works how? Mashiach only works if an item is transferred into another Rishos, excuse me, into a private Rishos, into my Rishos. But if it's transferred into Rishos Arabim, then what? Then Lemaisa, Anat Chayef for Gezel. On the other hand, on the other hand, for Chil Shabbos, I'm only chayv if I transfer into Rosh Sarabim, not into Rosh Sayachet. So the Gemara is scrambling to try to figure out a way in which you can, in fact, have simultaneous liability for both Shabbos as well as for theft. So the Gemara just quoted over here by saying that that um, Ravina, Ravina, excuse me, Ravacha was fine with everything we said until now. Ravina is going to have a different interpretation, and we'll go ahead and we'll look at Ravina's interpretation tomorrow. So let me just end off with an amazing. Th- I saw I saw this last night, and I felt compelled to uh, to, to share it with you because absolutely beautiful. So there's a beautiful magician Esther Rabba. I saw this quote in a Sefer Shvile Pinchas. is one of the uh, one of the Hasidim of the Belzer Rebbe. See, he, he says something amazing. He says, quotes, So he quotes the Megillah. The king says to Esther, the king says to Esther, what, during the Mishtayayin, during the celebration, what do you want? And I'll give it to you. And look what the Medrash says. The Medrash says, Every time the Megillah says Melech, we know the Medrash says that it means HaKadosh Baruch And the Medrash goes on to say, and in, in the Megillah, whenever it says Esther, Esther is Remez al Knesset Yisrael. Esther ultimately again refers to Klal Yisrael. Bemishtayayin, says the Medrash, refers to Purim. And then for the Medrash and the Zohar quotes the same exact idea, that on Purim there is an incredible Koach HaTfilah. The Medrash says, that the king, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, says to us, says to Esther Mishtayim, today on Purim, whatever you want, whatever you ask for, I will give you on this day. That's the Koach of Purim, says the Medrash. And on both sides, it's so important because often when we daven, we just, we, 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 we don't really give it a lot of thought. Whatever it is, we're already, half, half of us are already at work already while we're still in the middle of davening. So it's hard. It's part of the nature of davening. But I will say, but today understand that there's an incredible Koach Incredible. Make sure today that you ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for what you want. Make sure today you daven not just for yourselves and for your family, but you daven for Klal Yisrael. Make sure today the Melech is asking us, the Melech is telling us, we're Esther. Melech is telling us, Masha Seich, just tell me what you want and some way, somehow, V'inasein Lach, and I will give it to you. I will say, you know, there are th- some things in life that you crazy not to take advantage of, and that you're crazy not to try, because what's the word, right? Even if you're a little cynical, which some of us are, right? At the end of the day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going ahead and saying that here you have a golden opportunity to reach out to me, so make sure today you daven, make sure today you don't miss a tefillah b'tzibor, make sure today that even Marev, because Marev sometimes gets a little bit lost in the fold over here, make sure that you daven Marev b'kavana, make sure you daven Mincha b'kavana, even if you have to go to work today, you have to leave a little bit early from davening, make sure that whatever you are 
are here for, you give it 100%. You damn with the Leif Shalim. And we should all be zochah that on this day that the Melech says to us, let us hope that HaKadosh Baruch Hu answers our tefillos as yechidim, answers our tefillos as individuals, and Halavaya HaKadosh Baruch Hu should answer our tefillos as an am, and we should be zochah not to a salvation of Purim, but we should be zochah mir Hashem to a full geula, geula shlima with the Melech HaMashiach, Amen. Amen.